Well, amen, and good morning again. Happy Sunday. We are glad to have you here worshiping and doing church with us here at Liberty Church. We love you so much. It's so good to see y'all. I'd like to welcome anybody watching online, too. If you're not here, we miss you. I know we got a lot of folks, our own folks, that are, are sick uh, with COVID, and so we are praying, um, believing with you. We miss you, uh, and just because you're not here doesn't, doesn't believe we still can't do church together. Amen. And so I, I want to ask you as, a, as our church to be lifting up our church and prayers too. And, you know, uh, in Deuteronomy, it says that we can uh, choose blessings or curses, right? And so today I want to choose to walk in blessing. Uh, and, and, and we can actually curse the coronavirus with the blessing of God in Jesus' name. And so y'all lift up our church. We got some folks going through that. So, but we love you. Uh, Yo, know, I'm really excited to to uh, do church today. We're going to be picking up a, a message that we started last week, right? We're going to be zooming part two of unshakable. Somebody said unshakable. You, you know, we got to get this in our spirits. We got to we got to get this rooted in us that our God, He is He is powerful, He is matchless, He is limitless, y'all, and He is unshakable. Y'all, and because he's unshakable, we've been talking about his word this morning and the promises of his word. His word is final and his word is yes and amen in your life if you believe in him and in his son. And because of that, that means I, I can live my life differently. When circumstances change, his word don't change. Right? He's unshakable. Y'all, and our, this 2021 is only 10 days in. <laughs> And I feel like since we met last week, so much has already happened this year. We've already had plenty of opportunities to believe or not believe that our God is unshakable, right? I don't care who the president is. Jesus Christ is king. Amen. Amen. We're going to be talking about his kingdom being unshakable today. And, and the kingdoms of men and women, they fall. The kingdoms of earth will die and perish and pass away, but the kingdom of God will remain. Come on, somebody. The kingdom of God is unshakable. And we're going to read in his word. Uh, you know, I believe God, you know, he's unshakable, so that makes him the shaker. <laughs> and sometimes he shakes things up, I think, just to see what is built on him. Because if, if something that you thought was, was good or or maybe you were doing things that you knew were not good, and, and when he shakes up, it falls and it crumbles. You know that it was not built on the cornerstone that is Jesus Christ. Hear me. If it's built on the faith of Jesus Christ, it will stand. As we start a new year, we need that hope. We need that expectation. We need that word that things are going to happen. Things may get worse before they get better. But just because I feel this way, I feel like he's not with me, right? I feel like I can't hear him. He is unshakable. His, his word is eternal. His kingdom's eternal. His son's eternal. Amen. And my promise is in that. And when that happens, man, I can experience peace, right? In the midst of my, my life, in the midst of whatever I'm going on, right? So this year, we got to get that in our spirits. We got to get ready to declare, like my, my amazing, beautiful wife uh, said this morning, we got to open our mouths in faith. Amen. Let's look at that, that foundational scripture that we gave you last week. As we, as we kicked off um, Unshakable Part 1 last week, and it comes out of Hebrews. right? Y'all remember this? Uh, um, chapter 12, verse 26 through 29. It says, When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth, 
But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake. Somebody say shake. shake. He, he's the shaker, y'all. He says, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed. So that only unshakable, there it is, the title of our message, only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. His kingdom is unshakable. He's unshakable. The things that he gives us are unshakable. Let's go ahead and look at that, that first point this morning. It's actually our one and only recap point that we had last week. Right? So we serve an unshakable God. We have received an unshakable kingdom. And we have been given unshakable resources so we can live an unshakable life. We can, this year, if you want to, you can build your dream on the unshakability truth of God. you got to find a word, like I said this morning, you got to find a promise, something that you can stand on, something that you can fight with when the enemy comes, when doubt comes, when distractions come. you got to find something to stand on and say, no, no, uh, uh, devil, not today. I said last week, we can begin this year to start serving the devil some, some eviction notices, right? Because if it's built on God, it'll stand. It'll still have to go through the fire. It'll still have to get tested, but it'll stand. And I don't know about you, but I want that unshakable life. I want to, when things are going bad, I want to I wanna be strong enough for my family, for my wife and for my, my son to see that my faith isn't something I, I just put on him. And do on Sunday mornings, but that it's real Monday through Sunday. Right? Or when, when, it, when everything's going crazy at work and all the guys at work are losing their minds. They can't figure out a problem. Well, you know what? Pastor Ian, he's, he knows his God's unshakable. And he speaks truth and he speaks positivity. He speaks life. Right? We can speak life. Uh, we need to think life even. <laughs> a lot of the things we speak in death, we, it was a thought first. And so we have to think life. And so we serve an unshakable God. We have received an unshakable kingdom. And we have been given unshakable resources. The things that he gives us uh, will stand. They're more than enough. They're strong enough. They'll conquer. And there's a wasp on my podium. Y'all know I kill bugs, right, from Target Pest Control? I guess on Sundays I got to kill bugs too. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. It's a little cold to be, be alive there, buddy. Uh, so... So we serve an unshakable God. I, I just uh, I want you to get that in your spirit this year, this morning, uh, today. And so last week we talked about God being unshakable, right? That He is the great I am. He said that I am, right? We heard last week Moses said, "Who should I tell him sent me?" He said, "Tell them I am sent me, sent you." And 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 this year you can serve eviction notices to the enemy because. The I am has sent you, but guess what? With the Holy Spirit, he didn't just send you. Now he's in you. <laughs> he's in you, right? And so we talked about God being unshakable, and today what we're going to focus on is the kingdom of God, that second part of that statement, the kingdom of God being unshakable. So let's look at that first point this morning, that first new one. So what is the kingdom of God? We use that word, we use that term all the time, and the kingdom of God is, is pretty vast, Right? It's, it's the church. It's, it's the believers in the church. It's, it, it's heaven. It's uh, heaven on earth through the believers of the church. Right? And so, but 
We wanted to kind of give you this thought this morning. The kingdom is, is actually the authority. Somebody say authority. Authority of the power of God to reign and rule. It is the king's domain, the territory under his control. God, I know we've been through a lot of turmoil in our nation this last year and even in the first 10, part, the 10, 10 days of this new year. And so, hear me, God is still in control. His kingdom still reigns. Right? But right now, we, the, the, the evil one has been sent loose to do his, I don't want to say will, do his work. And so even though there's so much chaos and so much evil and so much negativity and so much hate and, and, and discord going on, y'all, we, we have to know that the kingdom of God is still not just okay. The kingdom of God is thriving in Jesus' name. You can't contain the kingdom of God. Right? I love the kingdom of God. That's why I do what I do. That's why I live the way that I live. That's why I'm a pastor. That's why I'm going to raise my son the way I'm going to raise my son. Because there's nothing like the kingdom of God. It's eternal. It's unshakable. It lasts. It's a forever family. Anybody a part of the forever family? There's no feeling like it. You're accepted, you're adopted in without anything that you've done. Only by the faith in Jesus Christ, who is the king of God's kingdom. Right? His rule, his reign. And even though right now we're under different rules and different reigns all over the earth, whatever country you live in, Jesus said, uh, follow the rules, follow the laws that you live in. But one day those will die, those will perish. And guess what? King Jesus... He's coming back to reign and rule with justice and righteousness and peace. Amen. But before he comes back, how can we as the church bring God's kingdom that is unshakable to the earth? Through our lives, through your words, through your life, through your ministry. That's how we bring God's kingdom to earth. Right? And that's what we hear me, church, are going to have to do. We're doing it. I feel like we're doing great. COVID is a challenge, but my God's unshakable. He spoke. I still believe, right? And we still can. We're still doing. We've still seen over almost 50 salvations this year. Come on, somebody. For, for one, right? Jesus said, I leave the 99 for the one. That's worth it for one, for one salvation. So God is still working. Amen. That next point, something about his kingdom. So, there are only here on this place, and this is why I'm saying it's so important that we as the church uh, step up and, and speak out because there are only two kingdoms at work in our world. It's the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God, right? The kingdom of, of good and righteousness and peace and glory and matchless uh, awe and wonder versus the, the kingdom of evil, the kingdom of lies, the kingdom of deceit, the kingdom of hate, the kingdom of me, myself, and I. See, that's really a big, a big problem that we have. I think it's nobody wants to sit and talk and discuss. I just want to tell everybody what I think. And if you don't think the way that I think, well, then you're wrong, and I don't want to hear about it. And I don't want to know. Everybody has, this is what I think. This is what I think. This is what I think. 
Y'all, we can't change the world for his glory telling people how I think. I'm not saying that your opinion isn't valuable. It is. But we have to begin to speak his word. His word is the only thing that matters in Jesus' name. And when I speak his word, God can work and his kingdom comes to earth and darkness has to flee, right? Because light overtakes darkness. And so, you know, we've said this too before, right? Uh, uh, good thoughts are good, but good thoughts don't, they can, they can help the world, but, but God thoughts, now that can do something. You know, good words are okay, but what about God's words? God's words can bring amazing miracles, amazing um, things that can happen in our lives, right? And so there's only two kingdoms. There's only good and there's only evil, right? And I can probably look at your life and tell you what kingdom you belong to. Wouldn't that be crazy if you had like a camera that just followed you around all day, following you even doing those things that no one else gets to watch you do those things? And if I could watch that camera and see your life, I would probably know, I'm not going to say probably, I would know what kingdom you belong to. You know, we're going to be based on, judged not just on our faith, but based on what we've done with Jesus. And so do you cuss like a sailor when no one's around? Do you still do the right thing when no one's watching? Are you speaking life? Are you thinking life? Are you, are you cultivating a daily relationship with the King of Kings? Are you speaking life over not just yourself, but your family and your church? Do you, do you gossip about people? Are you offended with the, the people that you love the most? Am I getting real with somebody? Right? Those ways are not the ways of God when we act that way. I have to call on the Holy Spirit every day to lead me, to guide me, to teach me, to speak through me, right? So that the unshakableness, the unshakability of God can come alive in my life so that I too can be unshakable. Let's look at Colossians 1, 13 through 14. It says, for, for God has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave us our sins. We're talking about the kingdom of God this morning and how it's unshakable. And through Jesus Christ, we just read that he literally, with your faith in him, he transfers you. He transferred you from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of life, to the kingdom of light, to the kingdom of promises, right? To the kingdom of yes and amen. Jesus Christ himself did that for you and for me. And because he did that, I don't have to look the way the world looks. I can look different. I can be the salt of the earth and the light of the world because of what he's done for me. And our hope has to be rooted in that. I know y'all are smart, and I know that you know that. But everything that's gone on this last week, I feel like we've kind of forgot, even church folks, that our hope is not in America to, to save the world. Come on, somebody. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. He's the only one that can. He already came and did. And he's the only one that's going to do anything worth doing or talking about. Does it break my heart that our nation's going through what it's going through? Does it break my heart that Joe Biden's going to be president? Yes, I don't think he, he won it fairly and square. But you know what? I can't live in that place. 
you got to shut the TV off, man. I've been, I found a healthy balance in Jesus' name. I got I to gotta do my due diligence. I got to find the real news. Uh, and then I have to just call what it is. I can't linger. I want to soak in his presence instead of lingering in, in the death and decay of our world. His presence is what brings about change. Our hope is not in America. It's not in another nation. It's in Jesus. The next point. So God, no matter what's going on right now, hear me. God is still in control, right? But we have to know that our world system is under control of the evil one. His name's Satan. Sin and death are not part of the kingdom of God. How great is that? Sin and death are not a part of God's kingdom. There's no lying. There's no heartbreak. Only worship, only truth. Anybody accepted, not based on who they are, what they've done, what they look like, based on only by their faith. Right? But right now, we're under the control of the, of the evil one, and y'all, he's busy. He's busy. God's shaking things up, but you know what? The devil, he's, he's shaking, he shakes things up also in a different way. He, he shakes things up through distractions, through offenses, through all sorts of things. Anything to get my focus off of who God is, what he's done in my life, where he's taking me, what he's going to do, and focus on a lot of times even the past. We can't fix the past. And the enemy wants us to stay in that place. And we as, as Christians know that God's in control, but we also know that our world is under that attack, under that heavily influenced attack uh, by, by, by sin, by Satan, by, by selfish pride and ambition, all those things. And so, hear me, you know, it's a good reminder, but we have to remember that we are in spiritual warfare every day. And so how are you preparing for that every day? Are, are you not preparing for that every day? Because if you're not preparing for that spiritual warfare that's going on that you can't see, you can feel it, believe me. But if you're not preparing for it, you won't see it for what it is. And you'll try to fight flesh with flesh. You'll try to fight words with words. And what does the word of God say? That we're not at, we're not at war with flesh and, uh, flesh and bone, right? We're at war with, with princes and principalities of, of things and not of this world. The devil has an agenda. And we fight daily by, by suiting up. We have to put that armor of God on in the mornings before we go. If it's on your way to work in your car, get some worship music going. Put on that armor of God. Right, Ephesians 6.11, it's an extra scripture. If you got your Bible, you can go there, check my work. I forgot to give it to you, Drew, sorry. Right, but it says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand. Somebody say stand. Against the devil's schemes. How do I take my stand, Pastor Ian? I, you got you to fight spiritual warfare by donning the armor of God, the helmet of salvation. You are sealed with the salvation by your faith in Jesus Christ. Sealing my mind, searing my, my thoughts with, 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 with good thoughts and God thoughts. Right? The breastplate of, the breastplate of righteousness. That God says I'm righteous, that I'm called, that I'm redeemed, that I'm anointed, that I'm gifted. Right? The belt of truth. Y'all, we need some real, real news, some real, real truth this day and this age. We can walk in truth. He says, Don, the, my shoes of the gospel, right, of the good news. Put on my shoes, right? The shield of faith, which guards me from the fiery darts of the evil one, right? Because they're going to come. People are going to uh, attack us. 
Uh, you can even attack your, yourself with your own thoughts. And, and I guard my mind by my shield of faith in Jesus Christ. And what's our only offensive weapon that we have to utilize to fight back against the enemy? The word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, right? It's how we fight back. Is anybody sick and tired and sick and tired of the stinking devil? We got to get mad at him. Stop getting mad at people. Or even get mad at God. And we have to, we have to do this spiritual warfare. And we have to wear this, this armor of God that he's given us. So that we can, we can attain victory. Amen. And victory can be ours. And you can have it every day if you want it. Amen. We just got to do it. Just Somebody say, just do it. We got to just do it. Y'all, just like the Nike logo, just do it for God. Amen. First John 5.19, it says, We know that we are children of God and the world around us is under control of the evil one. I love that scripture. It's, it says a whole lot in one little statement. So we, it says that we know who we are. We're children of God. I know who my God is. He's unshakable. And I know who the enemy is, right? The enemy's the devil. He's running around like a lion seeking who, what he can uh, kill, steal, and destroy, and who he can devour, right? That's who our enemy is. And if you don't know your enemy, you can be blindsided by him. That next point. The kingdom of God, God's kingdom, the kingdom that we're talking about is unshakable because the kingdom of God is eternal. You know this to be true. This is why we're all, not the only reason that we, we live for God, not the only reason that we serve, not the only reason that we go to church, but a lot of the reasons that we believe in Jesus, right, is because he promises us eternal life. That one day when my life is all done, when, when Ian's done everything and it's all said and done, and they put me in a box and they bury me, my, my, my body dies, but my soul is eternal. And that's why Jesus came for the, the souls of men and women. And so God's kingdom is, is eternal. The kingdoms, the countries, the anything, the, the businesses, the, the churches, even that 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 men and women try to build here on earth are all going to one day perish, are all going to one day pass away, just like, just like Ian one day, right? But God's kingdom, hear me, is not going to, to, to pass away. It's, it's unshakable. It's unchanging. It's eternal. It's, it's everlasting, right? Eternal things don't die. Eternal things are forever. Eternal things stand. Eternal things are priceless. Eternal things are unshakable. This is the kingdom of God that we are all part of. Amen. Anybody excited? Anybody happy? If you're not a part of this kingdom today, I promise you there'll be a moment. There'll be an opportunity for you to, to do that. And all you have to do is just say, Jesus, today I choose you, right? I don't want to get ahead of myself. But there'll be a moment for you if you've yet to do that. And if you haven't done that, what are you waiting for? There's a forever family waiting for you. Amen? Let's look at Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. It says, For a child is born unto us, a son is given to us. The government, or if you study that out, that Hebrew word is, is kingdom. Okay, so God's kingdom will rest on his shoulders, who is Jesus. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government or kingdom... And its peace will never end. And he will rule with fairness and justice and the throne of his ancestor David for what? 
all eternity. Eternity is forever. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. I love Isaiah. I love his faith. I love his prophetic mantle. I love his prophetic words and decree and his faith. And we can do that same thing. Isaiah is a man of God. He's a prophet of God. But all of us, we're men and women of God. And we can, we can do those things. We can declare the unshakableness of our God. Amen. And God's kingdom will never end. And he will rule with peace and justice forever. Think how amazing, how good that is going to be. Y'all, if you are sick and tired of the fake news then hear the good news this morning that God is still in charge, that he still reigns, right? That, that his kingdom is inclusive and his, one day his kingdom is going to rule and reign with justice and peace for all. Justice and peace for all people. It's going to be amazing. Luke chapter 1, verse 31 through 33. It says, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord your God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel. There it is again, forever. His kingdom will never end. His kingdom will never end. This year, that's what we have to believe. This year, this is what we have to speak. This year, this is what we have to walk in. Uh, confession of our faith. Uh, our belief system, that, that God's kingdom never ends, right? That it's, it's going to remain. If I, if I continue to build my life on this faith of who Jesus is, then I can, I can thrive, I can flourish, uh, I can still stand, uh, I can even fight back in a righteous, fair, just, um, um, fair way, uh, fighting for justice. And see... I have to remind myself that when I do encounter things in my life this year, when I feel like everything is crumbling down around me, uh, I have to declare that. I have to declare that, that God is unshakable, that he loves me, that he's with me, he never leaves me, he never forsakes me, that I'm called, I'm gifted, I'm anointed, right? Because let's look at that next point. And, and hear me, th this year, if... if if you've been doing really awesome, I hope and pray that you are. I feel like we have as the Westbrook's kicking off this fast in this new year. I feel like we're doing great. Uh, but you got to know that, that things, things will happen. Things, things come. And so when things feel like they're falling apart, y'all, they're, they're not falling apart. They're, they're falling in place. God is, God is um, uh, using it to, to set us up, right? When things are falling apart around us, we have to know that God they're not, falling, they're not falling apart. God is falling, in, falling them in place because his kingdom has come. We have proof, right? Proof in the pudding is, is the life of Jesus Christ. Jesus brought the kingdom of God. He took back what was stolen. He reconciled and restored us to the Father. God's not fighting for a planet. <laughs> I love that. He's not just fighting for a nation. He's not just fighting for a planet. He's fighting for the eternal souls of men. That's how we know that we know that we know because Jesus, right, on the cross, he said, amen, it's finished. It's done. Through faith in me, mankind, God's creation uh, is, is redeemed. He stole back what the enemy used to entice us, right? That sin that it used to entice us, 
to keep us bound in sin, no longer has power and authority over us if we choose. If we choose Jesus, right? Jesus did that for us. He took it back. He stole it back. And through him, the kingdom of God is ours. Matthew 4, 17, it says, From the time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, this is right after he comes out of the desert, right? From, from that time he came out of the desert, he, he defeated the devil in the desert first, and then he came out after fasting and praying and defeating the devil. Now he comes and he says, for the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God has come. The time has come, so repent because that time has come. Jesus is saying, I, I, I'm here, and so because I'm here, you better use your time to what? Get right with God. From this day forward, from the day Ian uh, was born again and got saved, I've been, from that day forward, I have been uh, repenting uh, and choosing God day after day after day after day, right? Because Jesus came, now I have to get right with God, right? And getting right with God is, is, is a process. It's a daily process. It's a daily walk. Right by my faith, and as long as I'm doing that, I'm in. I'm grafted in to this kingdom of God that we're talking about. Let's look at Revelations uh, 21, 1 through 7. It says, "Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw a holy city, the New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband." I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. It says, look, God's home is now among his people. This one day is going to happen. The new heaven descending on earth for Jesus to rule and reign, it's going to happen. We are going to live and dwell and walk with God in righteousness and peace. Again, at verse 4, it says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying again. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit these blessings, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Is anybody going to be there? I'm going to be there, and I hope to see you there too. And We're all going to be throwing a party. Come on. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be the biggest party ever thrown. And so I hope that you're... You're going to be there. But I just want to reinforce that idea, that thought that everything that man tries to build, everything that man tries to get and attain, we can't take none of it with us because it's going to all die. It's all going to pass away. It's all going to perish. And the only thing that's going to matter is this, the kingdom of God. And the only thing that's going to matter is did you use Jesus, the free gift that God gave for all mankind, did you use him wisely and not just wisely did you do you love him enough to allow him to lead you in your life 
Because that's all that's going to matter. Because his kingdom is unshakable and his kingdom is eternal. Amen. That next point on your outline. It says the kingdom of God is unshakable because the kingdom of God is internal. Did y'all know that the kingdom of God is, is internal also? God's rule and reign doesn't change based upon external circumstances. God's kingdom is unshakable because you can't buy it, you can't burn it, you can't bury it, and I love this, you can't even quarantine it. Did you know you can't box up the kingdom of God? You can't store it up? You know what? The, the gospel of, of who Jesus Christ in, is was born in quarantine. Paul, what they tried to do? He wouldn't stop preaching Jesus Christ. So what they do? They locked him up. They quarantined him. And the things that he wrote, the things that he prayed, the things that he said, the things that he believed still live on to this day. The number one selling book of all time. Imagine that. The Bible. God will not be mocked. His truth will not be mocked. And those things, those words that he penned all the time ago are still living. People are still reading it. People are still getting born again and saved. Is God's kingdom eternal? Yes. And is God's kingdom internal? Yes. You better believe it, right? Because the circumstances around my life do not change who God is. And when I believe that and when I know that, there's a peace that doesn't just rest on me. It rises up on the inside of me. And I begin to speak and declare that, you know what, God can and God is and God's, God's doing, right? And so our circumstances, your circumstances in 2021 can bow at the name of Jesus. They can. Circumstances, think of Jesus when he fed the multitudes, Five loaves and two fish, right? That's a circumstance. I see numbers. I see things that hold me. Jesus didn't see the circumstance. What did he do? He declared. He thanked God for it. And God showed up. The circumstances bowed at the name of Jesus. And you can do that same thing if you want to. right? Here's the cool thing. The church is not just a building. You know it's a, per it's a people, right? It's not even just a movement. It's not just a, 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 a radical idea. It's, it's a kingdom. Somebody said kingdom. And it can't be stopped. You can't stop the kingdom because you can't stop the king. He rules and reigns. He is seated right now at the right hand of God. Just waiting for God to look and say, blow the trumpet. That's it. And when he blows that trumpet, y'all, mercy and grace, that day is done. That day is over, and he will come and rule with a rod, right? Luke 17, 20 through 21, it says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. It's, it's internal. It's, it's, it's a daily relationship. God, he uploads and downloads things in us as we, as we talk with him through prayer, as we read his word, as we, as we serve. Hopefully you're serving uh, in a church somewhere, walking and operating in your gifts and talents. Hopefully we're reproducing not just um, the life of God, but also uh, our lives and other people, what God has done in us, right, to pass on to other people through our testimony, right, because God's kingdom is internal. And God knows why the kingdom is is more than just the external. 
It's internal because a lot of times God knows if he can fix uh, that internal problem, that thing, that, that root problem in your heart, if he can fix that, then the external things will then begin to fix themselves. Right? We want to we wanna fix all the outside appearance of things first. I gotta, to go to church, i got to dress a certain way, and i got to look a certain way, and i got to act a certain way. If I want to get into a certain hobby or something, I have to have all the right things. i got to get all the external stuff. And God says, to be part of my kingdom, first, I, you just got to give me your heart. Give me your heart. Give me your life. And if you do that, I can fix the rest of the stuff. I can fix those unhealthy habits that you don't like about yourself. I can fix that sin, that dark secret that you're dealing with. I can fix the external things in your life if you first let me in. Just let him in. And those other things, God will begin to fix and heal those areas of our lives. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 through 18. It says, For God who said, Let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our what? Hearts. So that we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars, containing this great treasure that makes it clear that our, our great power is from God, not from ourselves. But we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but this has resulted in an eternal life for you. To remain unshakable. To live an unshakable life, you have to stay focused on the provider and not on the problem. Just because God's kingdom is internal and he's doing a work in my life, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to encounter hardships, that tough things are not going to happen. And when those circumstances try to rise up against my life, if it's from the enemy, if it's, if it's from whatever, I have to focus on my provider and not on the problem. And when I do that, God's kingdom comes alive in my life, and God's kingdom remains unshakable in my life. And I'm going to skip down to, for time's sake, I'm going a little long here. Verse 17, please. So it says, for our present troubles, these troubles I'm talking about, uh, are small, and they won't last very long. Tell your problem, tell your circumstance, you know what? You're small, and you ain't going to last long because my God's eternal. Amen. You'd have to bow at the name of Jesus, circumstance. Yet they produce for us a glory of vastly outweighs them that will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles. We can now see. Rather, we fix, there it is, our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we uh, see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. That's how we shift our focus. Focus on the things that we can't see now over the things that I can see. That's how I focus on the provider and not my problems. We actually even sung about it this morning, right? Even when he's not working, even when I don't feel like he's working, he is, right? He is. He's involved in our lives. Let's look at that next point. I think it's y'all's last point. 
for today. It says that kingdom that reigns within you is the kingdom that rules over you. Somebody say, that's good. That's good. That's real. That's real preaching. Right? I can say I believe in Jesus, but if I'm not doing anything externally, that's why God's kingdom has to reign internally, but it transfers to something external in my life. If I'm not doing anything, an open expression of my faith, then, then God is not ruling and reigning in my life. Because the kingdom that, that reigns within you is the kingdom that rules over you. When sin reigns, Satan wins. When sin reigns in your life, Satan rules. When the Holy Spirit reigns, Jesus rules. Anybody ever have the Holy Spirit just quicken in and say, don't say that. Right? Don't say that. Don't post that on Facebook. Anybody experienced that, heard that? Right? That's how God reigns. You know how you, you have anybody rode a horse? They're called reins, right? You, gotta, you use your reins to whoa it up or steer your horse. That's how God says whoa, right? He rules and reigns in our life. Don't say that. Say that. Don't go that way. Go this way. Right? He will not lead us nor forsake us. He leads us where we're supposed to go, and it's, it's that simple. It really is. The kingdom of God is that simple. If, if I am allowing sin to creep into my life, and it's ruling and dictating my life, if I'm doing, and, and the Bible says in the New Testament that sin is very, very plain and simple. Sin is doing the thing that you know you shouldn't do. That's it. That's, that's, what, that's what grace does. It raises the bar. <laughs> right before that, sin was just Ten Commandments. Uh, but now sin is knowing, doing that thing that you know you're not supposed to do, something that you're doing in the dark. And if you're doing that, then Satan, Satan is actually ruling in your life. That's an awakening moment, right? In that moment, I, all I have to do is choose. And a lot of times that choice is trying to, it's trying to meet up and, and gratify my flesh, Right? That's how he, he speaks and tries to connect to us, the enemy and sin. And so it's when he tries to come up against my flesh, you got to know it's the enemy because all you have to do is in the spirit cry out and choose. And when you do that, God's kingdom wins. Jesus wins. You win, right? Because sin is, is not all that in a bag of chips. It will kill you. It'll keep you from God, right? It's not worth it. Nothing is worth that, that selling Jesus down the drain for a quick five, ten minutes of, 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 of pleasure or whatever we think. Selling the, the blood of the lamb for a quick whatever it is. It's not worth it. Galatians 5, 19 through 23. It says, when you follow desires, somebody say desires, of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. I think Paul was like, you know, I could go on and on. I'm going to wrap this up. Other sins like these, right? Go on and on. But let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will what? Not 
If you ever follow along in your Bible, underline that. Highlight that. Star that. He says, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not, somebody say not, inherit the kingdom of God. It is not worth it. It is not worth it. See, at the beginning of that, he starts with, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, God's kingdom is internal because he knows if he can internally begin to change you, he can internally begin to change our desires. And that's how we have to live for God. Because when you give him your desires and his desires become yours, you're, you're together. You can't be separated, right? And that's how God begins to rule and reign in our hearts by changing those desires of our life. With our, our desires without God are pure evil. And just look at our world today to prove it. The things men do to satisfy their lust, to satisfy their, their, their greed, to satisfy their flesh, they will do just about anything to get the things that they secretly want in their life. Because any, any desires apart from the desires of God are pure evil. We need his desires this year. Amen. Verse 22 but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. That's how he changes our desires by what Jesus said, I must go away, but I'm going to bring a helper, the Holy Spirit who is going to help you, right? And he gives us self-control. Somebody say self-control. And, and if you are not demonstrating self-control, you're probably not living and being led by the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit empowers us to do those things, to say yes when God says yes and to say no when God says no. I want to wrap this up with Colossians 1, 13, 14. It says, for God, we've already read this, for God has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave us of our sins. The only way to be a part of this kingdom that I'm talking about today is by you giving your allegiance to him. You know, we have the, um, what is it? We used to say the, the, the pledge of allegiance to the flag, right? To our nation. Living for God is kind of that same way. You, you, you pledge your allegiance to the king of kings, to, to God, and you say, God, I'm not perfect, but I know that you are. And that's why I'm choosing you. Because I can't do this anymore. Uh, I, I, I'm a wreck. I, I, I need you, right? I need your peace. I need your love in my life. I need your freedom in my life. I want your joy in my life, and I can't do it myself anymore. God, I choose you. I believe in you. It's that simple. So can we get the lights dimmed down this morning? So go ahead and close in prayer. You all want to join me in prayer as I get ready to close. And So if you're here this morning and You don't know if you are part of the kingdom of God or not. Let me say if that's your answer that you don't know that you're a part of the kingdom of God, the answer to that question is you're not. Because the Holy Spirit affirms his acceptance in your life. And so if you're here today and you, you feel like you're on the outside looking in, I want you to know that we love you, we accept you for who you are, 
and God is the exact same, and heaven's getting ready to throw a, a party for you, if you want to change your life today by putting your faith in him and in his son, who is Jesus, who came and lived a perfect life, who chose, he said, I lay my life down for my sheep, chose to go to the cross, not because he messed up, but because we messed up. And when he did that, he said, God, don't judge them for their sins. Judge me instead on my righteousness. And so if you're here today and you want to make Jesus your Lord, we call it being born again or getting saved. Maybe you've never made that decision in your life. This is for you. Or even if you have made that decision before, but you know what? Maybe you've stumbled, you've fallen down, you've been living in, in, in despair or depression, and right now you want to you rededicate your life to the King of Kings. This moment is for you. So for either of those two people, you've never given uh, Jesus permission to be Lord in your life, or you have and you've fallen down, right now is your moment. I want you just to stand up right where you're at. If you're here today and you want to make Jesus Christ your Lord, Jesus Christ your Savior, no one's looking at you. No one's watching. We're all actually, if you're, if you're born again and saved, I want you to begin to pray for the lost right now. If you say, Pastor Ian, why do I have to stand? I ask you to stand because if the King of Kings is talking to you right now, why would you pass that up? He says, I love you. I accept you. I want you. So if you want to stand for him today, a few more seconds. Well, Father, Lord, we, we thank you, Lord. I thank you that based on our faith and our deeds gathered here today, Lord, that we, we're saved, we're, we're redeemed, we're set free. God, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your church. I thank you for each and every person here this morning. Father God, and like, even as Pastor Jessica spoke at the beginning of this morning, God, we, Lord, let us, let us stand on your word, that word, that desires that you give us to fight. Lord, to fight for righteousness, to fight for you, God, because you're that good. Holy Spirit, I thank you for doing a work that only you can do today. Be with us as we go and bless us as we go. Lord, keep us and don't forsake us. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Give Jesus a big hand this morning if you want. Good stuff. Anybody glad you came to church today? Amen couple of you will praise God. Well, thank you so much. We're glad you came too, okay? Uh, Y'all are dismissed, and we hope to see you next week. Same time, same place. Jesus is King.